It is a showtime. This is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Oh, hell yeah! 20 questions, 105 possible points. I have an answer to your question. General knowledge categories like literature, music, sports, history, TV, geography, and many more. All in a pub trivia game format. I'm paying thousands of dollars for education. Apparently, I don't need to. I have a question for you. Are you ready to pass the bar? Hell yeah, I'm ready. This is a heavy beat production. It is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Welcome back. We host this game we're about to play four nights a week in front of a live pub drinking audience. And we bring it to you on the internet, the social media, to get you ready for your next pub trivia night. Kill time at the office, kill time at the commute, whatever you want to do with it. We just hope you're having fun with it. My name is Edge, the man with all the answers. And tonight, we ride right or wrong. Jason, how are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling good. I, you're the man with all the answers, and I'm the man that's trying to find those answers. So. Jason is our measuring stick tonight, <laughs> which was his nickname in college. We, we learned that earlier this season. Uh, if you decide to play along, you can play against Jason also, and you can thank me later for that. I oh, promise. Man. Here's what the bar exam is. The bar exam is a pub trivia game made up of 20 questions divided into two sections. Each section has three parts, and each part has three questions. We begin each part by reading aloud three categories, then ask a question pertaining to one of those categories, and play this sound effect. You have until the end of that sound effect to submit the answer to your host or scorekeeper. The sound effect's only 12 seconds long to keep the game moving, so if that's too fast, simply pause the podcast throughout gameplay. Here's how you keep score. Each part of the bar exam is worth 10 points. When a question is asked, you'll assign a point value of 6, 3, or 1 based on your confidence in that answer. But you can only use each value once per part. You don't have to assign a point value until a question's been asked, but again, once you wager a point value, whether your answer is right or wrong, that value cannot be used again until the next three-question part. You add up the points for the ones you get right. You do nothing for the ones you get wrong, so there is no penalty for guessing. And the team or individual at the end of the game with the most points wins. It's that easy. For more info on scoring, check out our website. HeavyBTrivia1.com There are official score sheets and some visualizations that may help you understand the scoring a little better at our website. HeavyBTrivia1.com So if you don't want to keep score or you want to create your own scoring system, that's fine. Also, we're just here to have fun. If you are competing today, though, against Jason... Here are some rules you should consider. This is normally a team game, so you can talk out the answer with your group or with your team. Just don't scream out any answers. Doing that habitually can ruin this game, so like I said, don't shout out any answers. Once you hand your answer to your host or scorekeeper, you can't have it back. Your answer is final, and the rule we take most seriously, this is a brain game. This is not a cell phone or a computer game, much to Jason's dismay. Right. So if you're looking up answers on the internet, uh, you're a loser, and your host should disqualify you. Once again, my name is Edge. All decisions I make are final. Jason, do you have any famous last words before we get started with round one I was, of today's bar exam? I was born to lose this game. Born to lose. Well, we're going to find out soon enough. Here we go with your first uh, categories in part one. They are government and the law, food and beverage, and movies. Once again, government and the law, food and beverage, and movies. Here is your government and the law category question. The first question of tonight's game, once again, don't shout out any answers. Some of these questions are easier than others. The president and vice president of the United States are part of which government branch? Once again, the president and the vice president of the United States are part of which government branch? Good luck, everybody. We sometimes like to throw a softball out to start the game. Of course, it's all relative. I can tell you that. What's easy for me might not be easy for you. 
Softball, also one of my nicknames in college. <laughs> of course. The government and the law category question. The president and vice president of the United States are part of which government branch? You were only right if you wrote the executive branch. So just for purposes of scorekeeping, Jason, show everybody what you wrote down. I wrote executive, and I wagered six points. So, so he can I, only wager a three or a one now, right? Precisely. But I got those six points. He's got those six points. He can't lose them now. Food and beverage category question. We'll try and keep the good times rolling for Jason here. In what country, or I should say which country, exports red stripe beer? Once again, which country exports red stripe beer? Good luck, everybody. I'll give you a hint. Natural light is not the answer either. It's not a country. Although that's that may be what I'm cheersing here at the end <laughs> at the end of the evening. All right. Uh, what country exports red stripe beer? You were only right, Jason, if you wrote Jamaica. Yeah, buddy. Man. And there he goes, man. He's got a six and a three correct. If you want to show everybody there, Jason, yep, real quick. It. So the only thing he's got left to wager now is one. Yep. And we'll see if he can get the perfect part with his movies category question. Second or a final question to part number one. In the first two Jaws films, what was the name of the sheriff? Once again, in the first two Jaws films, what was the name of the sheriff? I know everybody's seen them. Do you know the sheriff's name, though? Good luck. In the first two Jaws films, what was the name of the sheriff? His name was Martin Brody. And how about that, everybody? Jason, with a perfect part to start the game. Technically, I think he was police chief, maybe. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I I don't know if he was the sheriff or the police chief. I think he was the sheriff, though. We'll see. It doesn't really matter. Martin Brody was the correct response on that one. Here are your part two categories. Keeping the game moving right along. They are science, sports, television once again science sports and television here is your science category question it is the first question to part number two in the biological taxonomic hierarchy boy i got better try that one again biological taxonomic hierarchy what level comes between phylum and order once again in the biological taxonomic hierarchy what level comes between phylum and order. Good luck, everybody. It's a tough one. Probably learned this in high school, though. I don't know. They probably taught this in high school. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you learned. In the biological taxonomic hierarchy, what level comes between phylum and order? You were only right if you wrote class. And I'll tell you what, man. Pressure is mounting My man (laughs) next to me is red hot right now. Hopefully you are too. Keeping it going with your sports category question, you can be within one on this one. How many Cy Young Awards has Roger Clemens won? Once again, how many Cy Young Awards has Roger Clemens won? And I would say he's not going to win any more since he's not playing professional baseball. So what did he finish his career with? Good luck, everybody. You can be within one on this one. Sports category question. How many Cy Young Awards has Roger Clemens won? You were only right if you wrote 
seven Cy Young awards. I mean, show show everybody so they know it's we're not cheating truth. here. It's a seven. I right mean, he there. knocks it. He's five for five, folks. This doesn't happen very often. I promise you. Here is your TV category question. Can he keep it going? Six for six. I think this one's probably in your wheelhouse here. All On right. what 1994 television show did Claire Danes make her debut as an actress? Once again, on which 1994 television show did Claire Danes make her debut as an actress? Good luck, everybody. May have stumped him on this one. We'll see. He's struggling. He's thinking. This was like a super popular show when I was in high school. The trendy show. TV category question. On which 1994 television show did Claire Danes make her debut as an actress? You were only right if you wrote... My so-called oh, life. No. 90210 is not a bad guess. Though. I know, but it was my six. Ooh. I know. So he, you know, we never take points away for wrong answers, but he just wasted his six-point wager there and got nothing out of it. So he's got 14 points, five for six, but he's only got 14 points. That's the beauty of this game, the randomness, and you got to be able to wager, man. It's not only just knowing the questions. It's, right. you know, fixing your wagers to be right. All right. Part three categories are history. Literature and music. Once again, history, literature, and music. Here is your history category question. First question to part number three. Was it the 18th, 19th, or 20th century when Alfred Nobel invented dynamite? Once again, was it the 18th, the 19th, or 20th century when Alfred Nobel invented dynamite? Good luck, everybody. All right, your history category question. Everybody's heard of Nobel, of course. Everybody knows Dynamite, maybe even played with it when you were a high schooler, right? I've never, I've <laughs> never played with Dynamite. Uh, was it the 18th, 19th, or 20th century when Alfred Nobel invented Dynamite? You were only right if you wrote the 19th century. And that is not what Jason wrote. And wow. back in high school, right? Uh, my buddies are Greek, uh, and they came back from Greece with like what what would be an M80 uh, in Greece, but it was like a quarter stick of dynamite, man. I mean, it could blow up. It, it, you could hear it from miles away, it seemed like. So I did play with a little dynamite <laughs> when I was in high school. Thank you very much. And, you're, and you lived to tell I about it. I lived to tell about it, and I got all 10 fingers, man. <laughs> I'm not going to show you my toes, though. Here's your literature category <laughs> question. Second question of part number three. In which state did Huckleberry Finn live? Once again, in which state did Huckleberry Finn live? And if you're uh, having your own scoring system, maybe a bonus point if you know the city also. Good luck. Literature category question. In which state did Huckleberry Finn live? He lived in the city of Hannibal which is located in the state of Missouri. Uh-oh. It is now time for your music category well. question. We'll see if this one's in his wheelhouse, though. Party Up, Rough Riders Anthem, and Slippin' are songs written and recorded by what rapper? Once again, Party Up, Rough Riders Anthem, and Slippin' 
are songs written and recorded by what rapper? Good luck. He's been in the news. He's in the news like every once in a while for all the wrong reasons. I'll give you that hint. Good luck. block is painful <laughs> so he started out five for five and uh, he's gone oh for four since then <laughs> your music category question party up rough riders anthem and slipping are songs written recorded by what rapper you were only right if you wrote dmx and so jason through the first half with only 14 points of course he does have his halftime question now to look forward to the halftime question works a little differently you don't need to wager anything on this question this question is going to have five correct answers and you will get two points for each answer you get correct so you can score 10 points during the halftime question and normally if we were at the pub we would play two songs for this question since it is a little more involved but since we're here uh, playing on the internet, we will uh, give you a two-minute timeout after we read this halftime question. So here we go. Besides Hillary Clinton, name the last five Democratic presidential nominees to run and not win the office of the presidency. Once again, for two points each, besides Hillary Clinton, so you can't use her, name the last five Democratic presidential nominees to run and not win the office of the presidency. Like I said, if we were at the pub, we'd give you two songs. But since we are playing on the internet, we'll give you two minutes. We'll take a brief time out. We'll be right back on the Pub Trivia Podcast. You're in the game with Edge on the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Here are the Bar Exam suggested team names from our live on location games this week. At number 10, Here for the Beer. At number 9, Trivia Newton John. At number 8, Comfortably Dumb. At number 7, Nine Inch Males. At number 6, We Suck Worse Than Nickelback. At number 5, The One-Legged Moscow Mule. At number 4, Jan's Implants. At number 3, I Think One of My Two Dads Is Gay. At number 2, It Takes a Lot of Balls to Golf. And the number 1 suggested team name this week from our live on location game. Drink apple juice. OJ will kill you. If you have a suggested team name you'd like us to read on the air, email us at baregzamptpod at gmail.com. Halftime Question is brought to you by Heavy Bee Productions. Specializing in event planning, interactive bar games, trivia leagues, video and audio production, and MC services for corporate events, weddings, and private events. Excelling in leisure since 2012. Heavy Bee Productions. More information at heavybeetrivia1.com. You have about 60 seconds remaining to answer this question. 60 seconds. Good luck. You're listening to the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. The Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast would like to thank our sponsors. The Vintage Theater Company, offering entertainment and education through comedy sketches, Shakespeare productions, workshops, and performance training. Online at VintageTheater-WV.com and Facebook at Vintage Theater Company, LLC. Coming soon, the Sports Huddle Podcast. The newest pub trivia-based game. 18 sports-related questions in a four-quarter pub trivia game format. NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, NASCAR, Premiership, NCAA. If it's a sport, then it could be in the game. And you could be too. Play the Sports Huddle Pub Trivia Podcast. Coming soon. Details at heavybtrivia1.com. You're listening to the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Did you hear a mistake or wrong answer to a question? Let us know about it. Email the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast staff at baregzamptpod at gmail.com. Welcome back. It is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. We left you in that last half. Uh, with your halftime question besides Hillary Clinton, name the last five Democratic presidential nominees to run and not win the office of the presidency. So you had to go back a pretty long way here. It's easy to get those first two, I think. Of course, the first two were John Kerry, 
and Al Gore. After that, you got to go back to Michael Dukakis. After that, you go back to Walter Mondale. Oh, yeah, that, that guy. And then you got to go all the way back to George McGovern, which is probably in the 70s or the 60s. I'm not real sure. But those were the five Democratic presidential nominees to run and not win the office of the presidency besides Hillary Clinton. So with your halftime taken into consideration, right now, if you were playing with a group or other individuals, you should read out your halftime standings so everybody knows where they are at. We only have one score to read out right now. Jason, what is your score through the halftime? I've made it to 20. I got three of those in the middle. 20 points. So we went five for nine in that first half. Only got 14 points out of it, though. And then went three for five in the halftime, which isn't isn't bad at all. right there. No, three for five is yeah. good at the half. It was the abysmal finish of the first half. Three for five is good. So like I said, we would read out your standings right now. And really, we'd take a timeout if we were in the pub. Let everybody go catch a vape or a smoke or... Use the phone, whatever it is. But since we are not playing at the pub, we're going to jump right into the second half right now. The second half, we now up the ante. Instead of wagering six, wagering six three, or one, you are now wagering seven, five, or three based on your confidence in the answers. You can now score 15 points per part instead of 10. Here we go with your part five or part four categories. First questions of the second half they are crossword clues, movies, arts, and entertainment. Once again, crossword clues, movies, arts, and entertainment. Here's your crossword clues category question. First question of the second half. What is an eight-letter word beginning with the letter C as in cat that is a synonym for a sewage pit or covered cistern? Once again, what is the eight-letter word beginning with the letter C as in cat that is a synonym for for a sewage pit or covered cistern? Good luck, everybody. Off to a good start there, Jay. Yeah. Pretty quick. Didn't even get, yeah. the, get didn't even get the question out of my mouth. Well, I know a lot about cisterns and, <laughs> and cesspools, apparently. Yes. I gave that one a little early, early to you, you there, guys. Did. Sorry about that. What's an eight-letter word beginning with the letter C that is a synonym for sewage pit or covered cistern? We usually like to throw out a softball to start the second half. Also, cesspool is the correct response. C e s s p o o l. All right, your movies category question. This is a tough one, man. I know everybody knows this movie, but the devil is in the details. What was the name of the missing boy that the group was looking for in the film Stand By Me? Once again, what was the name of the missing boy that the group was looking for in the film Stand By Me? Good luck, everybody. What was the name of the missing boy that the group was looking for in the film Stand By Me? This was a tough one. Again, one of my favorite movies of all time. Probably a lot of your favorites also. You were only right, though, if you wrote Ray Brower. Yeah. I would take the first name. I'd take the last name. I'd take a combination of both. What I would not accept is what Jason wrote down. Jake. Which was Jake from State Farm. Yeah. On that one. (laughs) (laughs) Here is your arts and entertainment category question. I don't think it gets any easier with this one. Oh, boy. In which decade, though? So you got like a 10-year grace period. In which decade did uh, Pablo Picasso pass away? Once again, in which decade did Pablo Picasso pass away? Good luck, everybody. Sometimes these questions are random, man. But that's the beauty of pub trivia. (laughs) 
your arts and entertainment category question. The final question of part number four. In which decade did Pablo Picasso pass away? It happened in 1973. Oh, so the 1970s are the correct response. Every once in a while, you'll find a needle in the haystack, just as Jason did right there. Was able. Do you know what year Pablo Picasso was born? Take a guess. Uh... He was born in 1917. I don't know the exact date, but oh. I know it was the 1800s. I okay. think it was like 1892 or 1891. So, so the guy was old. Yeah. Guy was old, that's for sure. Older than I than I thought. Older than you thought. All right, your part five categories. We'll keep it going right now with sports, language, and science. Sports, language, and science. Here is your sports category question. The Detroit Pistons won NBA championships in 1989. 1990, and 2004. Which same team did they defeat in two of those NBA Finals? Once again, the Detroit Pistons won NBA championships in 1989, 1990, and 2004. Which same team did they defeat in two of those Finals? Good luck, everybody. Tough one. Unless you're a Pistons fan. Be probably pretty easy then, right? It's all relative. That's what I always say. Sports category question. The Detroit Pistons won NBA championships in 1989, 1990, and 2004. Which same team did they defeat in two of those finals? You were only right if you wrote the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. I didn't know. There's really no other team in the West in the 80s. That's a good point. You know? That's a really good point right there also. Um, and you know what? If you go back and you look at the NBA, like... It's usually the same six, seven, eight teams that are winning the titles. You know, right. you never see the Milwaukee Bucks. You never see the Minnesota Timberwolves. You never see the Memphis Grizzlies. You're always seeing the Spurs, the Lakers, the Celtics, the Pistons, the Warriors, I guess, now recently. Yeah, the so, rich get richer, man. There you go. All right, final question. No, this is your second question of part number five. It's a language category question. How many letters of our alphabet are used as Roman numerals? Once again, how many letters of our alphabet are used as Roman numerals? We'll throw you a bone and give you a one within one qualifier on this one as well. Good luck, everybody. To be within one, don't forget. I don't know if you can write the entire alphabet out on your paper in 12 seconds, but that's probably what I would have done. Wrote the whole alphabet out and then gone through and tried to circle it. Although, again, I don't know if you have the luxury of that there, Jason. But how many letters of our alphabet are used as Roman numerals? I is used as the number one. V is used as the number five. X is 10. L is 50. C is 100. D is 500. M is 1,000. And that's it. There are Boom. seven total letters that are used is Roman numerals from our alphabet. So moving right along, Jason's back uh, back in business here. He's got two for two in this part number five. We'll see if he can make it a perfect part, although this is a tough one. Science, it's a multiple choice. Halley's Comet is named after a famous English astronomer. Was his first name Edmund, Nicholas, or Stephen? Once again, Halley's Comet is named after a famous English astronomer. Was his name Edmund, Nicholas or Steven. Good luck, everybody. I 
I thought it started with a J until you, I was going to write like John. Why? Until you gave, I don't know, this is what my memory was. Then you gave the choices and I was like, well. I don't think that's a memory I'm in trouble. <laughs> I don't think that's a memory or a fact, but uh, it was something that popped into your head, that's for sure. Haley's Comet is named after which famous English astronomer was his first name? Edmund, Nicholas, or Stephen? You were only right. Spelling never counts in this game, thank goodness, also. Because I'm not sure if it's with an O or a U, but it is Edmund. Oh, perfect Edmund block, Haley is edge. the correct response. He got it, Perfect man. block. He did it. He did it. He's feeling good about himself here. So hopefully we can keep the good times rolling here with your part six, Jason. It's a big part here. Literature, music, television is how we're going to finish out part six. Literature, music, television. Here's your literature category question. Rip Van Winkle sleeps for 20 years in this American classic Written by which author? Once again, Rip Van Winkle sleeps for 20 years in this American classic. Written by what author? Good luck, everybody. John Grisham. John Grisham. (laughs) Great author. Little, uh... Little before this guy's time. Now, yeah. Rip Van Winkle, or a little after this guy's t- time. Rip Van Winkle sleeps for 20 years. Wonder what it would be like to sleep for 20 years, by the way. I'm sure, you'd wake up refreshed, wouldn't you? I would be afraid. <laughs> I think you'd pee the bed. <laughs> you might. <laughs> you, I mean, you'd times, have to, right? A couple times over. Maybe a little worse than that, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Rip Van Winkle sleeps for 20 years in this American classic written by what author? You were only right if you wrote the late, great Washington Irving. And you know what? We asked a question a couple weeks ago or a couple games ago about um, presidents in the United States with the most schools named after them. There's a ton of schools named after Washington Irving. Also a great American author. All right. Music category question as we keep the game going. Part number six. Second question. 2005 Hot 100 hit Uptown Funk was credited to Bruno Mars and which DJ producer? Once again, the 2015 Hot 100 number one hit Uptown Funk was credited to Bruno Mars and which DJ producer? Good luck, everybody. Sorry. It's a good guess. This guy's not very well known, but I mean, he's got a lot of hits. Produces a lot of big ones. I had four in a row before this. Music category question, the 2015 Hot 100 hit Uptown Funk was credited to Bruno Mars and which DJ producer? It was a tough one. You were only right if you wrote Mark Ronson, which is not Khaled or DJ Khaled. Those are two separate people, by the way. Did you know that, Khalid? I I didn't. Yeah, they are. (laughs) I just found that out the other day. I'm a school teacher by day. The kids told me that the other day. I thought they were the same person. They're not. Uh, TV category question is the final question of part number six. After this, we'll have one final question. That'll do it for the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast Let's get it going here, though, with your TV category question. Which comedian who hosted the show Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader on Fox from 2009 to 2011 also hosts the Redneck Show? I can't think of it right now. I'm ad-libbing here also. Just trying to make it easy for you here at the end. You're you're actually giving, (laughs) you're rewriting the clue. I am. I've got it here. I'm like, I just, I I want people to have fun with this. Which comedian? Hosted the show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader on Fox from 2009 and 2011. Did, was it also called, called Are You Smarter Than a Redneck? Is that what the show used to be called? I don't know. Redneck Comedy Tour, something like that. There's your hint. Blue Collar was the comedy That's what tour. it is. That's what it is. And he used to have those jokes, Are You Smarter Than a Redneck? Yeah. 
So we gave you a lot of information about this guy right here. Which comedian hosted the show Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader on Fox from 2009 to 2011? You were only right if you wrote Jeff Foxworthy. All right, your final question of the night works a little differently. You can now wager anywhere between 0 and 20 points on this question. It works just like Jeopardy. Whatever you wager, if you get the final question correct, I will add to your final score. If you get it wrong, I'm going to take away from your final score. So you do have some strategy involved. If you were playing at the office right now or with a group of people, I would pause the podcast and read out your standings so everybody knows where you stand because there is some strategy involved with this final question. Jason, what do you have right now? I have 59 points. All right, 59 points. We're going to ask the final question. We'd normally give you two songs if we were at the pub also since this one's stakes are a little higher, but uh, we're going to take another two-minute timeout for this final question once we ask it. Here we go. You can be within two years. In what year was Muhammad Ali's final fight? Once again, within two years, in what year was Muhammad Ali's final fight. We're going to take a brief two-minute timeout. We'll be back with your answer. This is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Learn how to keep score by watching the tutorial and get official score sheets at heavybtrivia1.com. You're playing along with the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Here's Edge. Mondays, I'm in Buckcannon for Bar Bingo Night at Buffalo Wild Wings. Straight up bingo, but we play for gift cards. Five games, in fact, throughout the night. Five gift cards to give away. Check it out. Bar Bingo on Mondays in Buckcannon. We call the first ball at 630. Tuesday, catch me hosting live from the Rickside Bar and Grill in Bridgeport. Showtime at 7.30. And right now, we're running the bonus bingo promotion exclusively at the Brickside. So log on to heavybtrivia1.com for info on that. Top three teams for pub trivia get gift cards each night. Brickside, Lodgeville Road in Bridgeport. You can also on Tuesday catch Haas calling questions at the Ramblin' Route in Fairmont. Showtime starts at 7 o'clock. The Ramblin' Route located right there on Fairmont Avenue in downtown. Prizes for the top three teams there. Wednesdays, catch Haas again as he makes the trip to Buckcannon for pub trivia at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's an early game. Starts at 6.30. Buffalo Wild Wings in Buckcannon. You can see it right from Route 33. Prizes for the top three teams in Buckcannon. Magic's Bar and Grill also hosts a game on Wednesday night with your host with the most, Rob. Magic's located on Middletown Road there in Whitehall, a newly smoke-free facility also, which is really cool. Game starts at 7 o'clock there. Check out Magic's on Wednesday night. Prizes for the top three teams. Thursday, we give the bar exam in Fairmont at the Derby, probably my favorite place in the world. Really, I'm telling you. Greg is your host on Thursdays. The Derby, located on Virginia Avenue, right next to East West Stadium. Smaller joints, so get there early, get yourself a seat. Prizes for the top two teams at the Derby. Game starts at 7 o'clock. And then I'm back at it on Thursdays also, live from Meager's Irish Pub in Bridgeport. Benton Court at the new Charles Point Plaza. Top three teams get paid, including a $40 gift card for first place. Great selection of beer, too, at Meager's. Check us out Thursday for the bar exam. Gets underway at 7.30. Email us at baregzamptpod at gmail.com. Thanks for playing the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. We'll be right back. You're in the game with Edge on the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. Welcome back. It is the Bar Exam Pub Trivia Podcast. We have your final uh, question that we just asked you within two years. In what year was Muhammad Ali's final fight? He fought against Trevor Burbeck. I don't know if you remember that name at all. He's actually passed away. Burbeck was murdered, actually, by his uh, son or his nephew or something in Jamaica or the Dominican 2006. But... The final uh, fight that Muhammad Ali, the year, he fought Trevor Burbeck in December of 1981. 1981 would have been the correct response. So Jason says 1977. That did not fall within the two-year grace. 91 through 81. Or 91. Jeez, I can't even think right now. 79 through 83. Yep. 
would have been the correct response on that final answer there. So if you were in that grace, uh, good for you. Add up your scores right now. Read them out to the uh, teams or the groups that you are playing with. Jason finishes tonight with 50 points, which is right about on average for you, man. Yeah, that's my respectable number, the big 5-0. Yeah, we've played, I mean, we've played several games of these, but the last four that we've recorded, you've had 50, 50, 54, and 50, right? Yeah. So that is a, a pretty good score. I think if you're playing by yourself, man, that's a pretty solid score, as we normally say. It's yeah. nice to have many people to bounce ideas off of. Uh, and sometimes you can get too many cooks in the kitchen, but like I said, 50 is a pretty darn good score. Any final thoughts, Jason, before we sign off today? I just, I kind of wish I would have spent more time watching my so-called life. That's all. That was, I think that's <laughs> yeah, where it took sure. the turn for me. Don't waste your time. I can tell you <laughs> that. It is a, a time-sensitive piece, I believe. If you have a question for us, if you want to communicate with us, maybe you'd like to play against Jason in the studio or at the pub sometime. Who knows? Reach out via email, baregzamptpod at gmail. You can also get us on Twitter, baregzamptpod. PT Pod and Facebook and Instagram Bar Exam PT Podcast. Of course, our website has those official score sheets and uh, some visualizations to help you play on the next game as well. www.heavybtrivia1.com For Jason Young, my name is Edge. Thanks so much for listening. As always, Jason, I'll cover up my label here. A glass is good, a lass is good, and a pipe to smoke in cold weather. The world is good. People are good. Let's all make each other better. Cheers, my friend. Thanks, you guys, so much for listening. Production.